Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Arthritis Action Podcast. I'm Mark, as always, your host, and today I'm joined by my colleagues, Leah and Terry. Welcome both. Hello. Hiya. And uh, yeah, we're back for series two now, which is pretty awesome. Like, yeah, so popular that you guys wanted more of it. So we are happy to oblige. So that that's grand. Um, today, we're talking about something that is probably most relevant for those of you out there who are newly diagnosed, but it's also really important for anyone you know, who's previously been diagnosed, no matter how long is might be, maybe it's a bit of a refresher, maybe there's a few things you didn't know at all. So we're talking about what happens next. So like if you have arthritis now, so where do you go from here? What do you do now? And it's something that we get asked a lot. I'm sure loads of you have had to go through this or will be going through this at some point. So I think probably the logical starting point then would probably be like a priority order. So like, what's the first thing that you kind of need to do once you've been diagnosed? I think it's getting an idea of the name of your condition and what you can do to manage it. So would you have, where do you have it? Is it in your hips or your knees or your shoulders? Is it osteoarthritis? Is it rheumatoid arthritis? Who's around you? like medically to be able to um to assist with that and is there a plan in place what for moving forward to help you self-manage the the symptoms exactly and i think that you know if you've just been given a diagnosis you are speaking to a healthcare professional whether that's you know the gp's phoned you up or you've gone in for your appointment or you're speaking to the rheumatologist in the hospital um you might initially be a bit sh- shocked but it's it's actually whilst they're in the room or on the phone okay well how what what type do i have and how do i manage this now that i've got it is it you know self-management um type of thing or is it you know i need medication you know how do i how do i manage it it's, it's actually grabbing the person that's there telling you what you've got <laughs> Yeah, because there's over like was, there's over two hundred types of arthritis, so like each one's going to have its own sort of intricacies and different things that you'll need to know about it. And one thing we've heard a lot from people is that they just get told, "Oh, like you've got arthritis like, on your way," and then they just kind of that's all they find out. So, like as you say, finding out what you have and do, do you need to follow up more? Can they tell you it now? Because they might not be able to tell you straight away like exactly what it is. So where do you go next? Like you have to ask, you have to ask them some of these times. Unfortunately, not every doctor is going to be great and proactive and do this for you. Mm. Sometimes you're going to have to ask these questions yourself. I go, right. So how do we find out exactly what type it is? Do I need another appointment? Where do I need to go next? And you know, asking mm. the asking more stuff, like, you know, being proactive about it. And also kind of what are your levels of pain and your Will you be in pain all of the time? Will you have flare-ups? I think learning how to manage your pain in a way that works for you. And I think understanding that what you do to manage it might feel like a trial and error process. Something might work for a few weeks, but then that might stop working. You have to move on to something else um, as well. And I think having those healthcare professionals around you, particularly at the beginning, that can be really important to help you see more, more of an outlook, really, of how it's going, how it might affect you. And I think having that sort of initial diagnosis could it could knock you back a bit and you could just, you know, there's either, you know, the fight or flight mode, you know, and, and, and sometimes you go within yourself and think, oh, I, you know, and hide under a duvet. Um, but actually your, you know, your life story doesn't end there, you know, and I think it's with something like arthritis, you know, you need to be proactive. You need to have that sort of fight attitude and, uh, 
you know, start working at it and not and keep 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 at it rather than say, right, I'm gonna take two or three or four weeks out just to let this settle. You know, let's let's be proactive and 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 get going with with managing this this condition. Mm, yeah, when it comes to like, say doing your own research, that's that's definitely important to do as well. I mean, that that's that's also where the the waters get super muddy because going on the internet and finding out stuff like that is oh, it's it's a minefield out there. There's so many different sites out there. So like, it would be like go to our website. That's probably the first sort of easiest one to look at because yeah, we've got a bunch of stuff on our one. Uh, and there's also, but check out some of the or- other organizations as well. Like, you know, first is arthritis, another charity. They have like great resources as well. A bit more information on different types of arthritis. You just check out some of the more accredited sources. Like the NHS has loads of information on their website as well. They've got whole sections of their webpage dedicated website dedicated to arthritis and all the different types as well. So that if you want to look a bit more into each one, you try all of sort of those places first, try like the proper accredited organizations. Cause obviously there'll be loads of them. You'll find out there that will have all these miracles and quick fixes and magical things that if you just take this wonderful pill, then everything will be right and everything will go away and you'll be back to normal. But usually those things come with the price tag. They're not necessarily truthful shall i say i'm trying to i'll try and play that as sensitively as i can sometimes they're just lying to you who knows different there's different things on the internet but if you go to the proper accredited websites and proper accredited sources then they can give you sort of some proper information that you can then maybe take back to your doctor and then sort of have a further dialogue with them about it now that you've gone back you're a bit more knowledgeable yourself and then you can talk to them like on a bit more of a level playing field and ask some further questions now that your knowledge has progressed a bit as well it's a really good point. I think if it sounds too good to be true, we say this a lot to a lot of people, then it probably is. And I think we always say that arthritis is something that can be managed, but it can't be cured. So that at this moment in time, so that's always something important to remember. If you see something peddling a cure, more than likely it's not going to work in the yeah. way that you <laughs> expect it to. <laughs> I was trying to say that as nicely as possible. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot, there's a lot of sort of shady things on the internet, basically, that will try and sort of pry on people who are looking, like understandably looking for something that's, you know, is, is very devastating and very life-altering to have arthritis. And a lot of people are preying upon that. Not everyone, because of course there are some very good things you can do. But you know, if you want to know a little bit more about, like, say, diets and supplements, we did do an episode on that in um, the first series. So do go back and look into our diet and nutrition episode in series one, where our nutritionist talks a lot about various supplements. So if you want to know more about that, then that's a really good place to look for it. There's also some stuff on our website as well. Yeah, no, and it is important, like, you know, when you when you know that you have what type of arthritis you have and you know we'll, we'll cho- choose the most common types so you've got you know uh, rheumatoid and you've got um, osteoarthritis um it's important to look at those organizations that you can find out more about so you know there is you know there's nras the national um national rheumatoid arthritis society um it might be that you are looking for a community to join and i know arthur's place is a great sort of social community for people with arthritis a lot of great information on there You've got uh, NAS, which are the national, ang- I'm gonna I'm gonna read it out because that'll be the good things. <laughs> national Axial, Axial Spondyloarthritis Society, NAS for short. 
<laughs> so yeah, just you know, it's important to find out the, these organisations that can that have the specialist knowledge and information for you. Um, so yeah, or you know, join one of our groups. You know, I was, go- was going to say, yeah, you don't forget, forget most importantly, arthritis actions groups. Like yeah, if you want a community, they're a really good one for it. So you can. We've we've had a lot of people that have come to them who are newly diagnosed and have no idea what to expect. And it gives a good place where you can talk to a whole bunch of other people that maybe have had arthritis for the last 20 years or something. And I do remember one one group where someone had come along it was their first time and they were quite, you know, quite low sort of in, in mood because like the effects had come on quite rapidly of arthritis. So they, they, their lives had changed very quickly and didn't really know what to expect. I thought, right, this is it. That's all it's going to be then. But by the end of the group, they were chatting to some really positive people in it who've had it for a long time. And you can see them asking, like, wait, so you really do all this stuff? Like, yeah, of course we do. We haven't changed. We still carry on doing all this. Just do a couple of things a bit differently. And it then sort of made them realize that, oh, right, it's not over. There's still so much more I can do. I've just got to change the way that I do things. And I think that, you know, that's a really important thing to remember is that like, I mean, we've said it so many times before, like, you know, your life isn't over. You just, the way that you do things will be different, but different isn't necessarily bad. Different can be a good thing as well. Because maybe from trying something different, you find something new that you never would have tried otherwise that becomes a great passion of yours. But yeah. There's so many. There's no, nothing's ever over. It's always just gone. There's always just a new chapter to to move into. So, as well as like so, the organisations that are available out there, there's a lot of self referral pathways out there as well. So, I don't know if you guys want to tell them about any of the different things like that that are available. Yeah, I think you've got to find out what's available within your local area. It's really important to do some research, whether that's social activities, medical pathways. So, for example, if you want um, physiotherapy in your area, you might not necessarily have to see your GP. It might be something that you can self-refer into, which is really great. And they'll be able to help you with um, different exercises and mobility and function. Um, So it's about knowing what's there. Um, Even asking other people, asking your neighbours, they might have gone through the same thing. So it can really kind of that where community support is really important but you might also want to get involved in say some exercise classes or some local activities and that's where social prescribing um can come in really handy so sometimes that's operated through the gp sometimes it's um run independently so if you um google social prescribing and your area i'm sure something will come up and you'll get a kind of new insight really into everything that's going on around you and then it's up to you as to what you might want to want to try i think there's you know when you you know when you when you're going through some pain and um joint pain and um the doctor has uh talked about uh, a referral to physiotherapy given the current referral times you might want to think about trying to find something sooner so there are private physiotherapists in in the community but again they might be in the current climate with cost of living it they might be a bit expensive but there is a, a social enterprise called freehab so there's a play on words there so it's there's no cost it's free and the hab is taken from rehabilitation rehabilitation so um it's a social enterprise and basically essentially they are 
They're either NHS physios or private physios that provide that service in their own time. They would love a donation, um, but there is no cost to the service. And they'll do a, 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 an assessment and they'll they'll give exercises for you to do uh, to to basically rehabilitate and, and strengthen the, those joints. So that's another great service. So if you if you can't wait the few months before you're referred NHS you know, physio, or you don't, or you can't afford the private physio in the community, or you, there isn't a physio nearby. Freehab is a, you know, really good resource. Excellent. Another one that's quite useful for people to do is, um, we have, we have a, one called Good Boost. So, so the Good Boost Move Together app is something that you know we help trial and we've been quite involved in. And you download it on your phone or on your tablet, and it gives you like a set of exercises that you can do, and you can follow along. There, there's answer loads of questions, and then you know it gives you like a customized workout based on your abilities, energy levels. Like they're it's really good. It's really good. We run these twice a week, and they're definitely worth doing as well. It's, you know, nice and low impact. And one of the beauties of doing things like that is you can do it from the comfort of your own home. You can go at the pace that suits you, and there's no pressure to do it. You can do as much or as little of it as you want. So there's like there's loads of really good options for things like that. You can do like, you know, while you wait for something like, you know, a physio appointment or an osteo appointment, whatever it is that you you're in line for. And another thing that you can mention as well is um, occupational therapy is a really useful thing. So basically, for those who don't know, what an occupational therapist will do is they'll kind of, they'll basically, they'll come to your home or they'll do it over the phone. They'll look around your house. They'll see what adjustments can be made. So these are available sort of like via the council, but obviously what level of funding and everything you have in your area will vary. So you'll kind of have to like, you can speak to your GP about this as well, or also like contact the council. And like they'll come to your house, go through like, you know, do you need like, you know, some uh, handrails put in and do you know what, what adjustments can they make to your home? Like do the doors need to switch? Do you need anything added into the bath or the shower? Or do you need a new toilet fitted or something like that? Depending on the level of funding, of course, these the amounts of work that they can do will be different in each area. So I can't guarantee they're going to do any of this for you. But, you know, it's worth doing and they can at least sort of point you in the direction of various things within your area. They're just like a really invaluable resource that if you can get you know, get an appointment with one. But again, speak to your GP or I think you can also do it through the council as well. And councils have some really helpful services, particularly arthritis is a disability. Um, you're living mm. with a lot of pain. There might be some payments or benefits that you're that you're entitled to, whether that's a blue badge for your car to kind of help you get out and about, meaning you can park a little bit nearer to where you're going, um, personal independence payment, things like that. So it's definitely worth looking to see if there's anything that you can claim for um within within your council um and also if you're at work as well kind of access to work to kind of help you carry on um with your job and to make sure that you're um that you're comfortable whether that's any equipment that you might need or flexi time or um a general understanding from your employer that can be that can be really helpful and again access to work and we do have a podcast about work as well um but that is um that's government funding so it's really helpful to do research to see just to learn about what you might be what you might be entitled to and your local citizens advice bureau will help with that as well um as well as just phoning up your local council and, and seeing how far you can get there but um but yeah definitely the, the citizens advice bureau will be a great source of information for that 
Cool. Excellent. I mean, there's one other thing I suppose we haven't really touched on yet. After you've been diagnosed, I mean, like, where are you in your life? You know, like, how, how old are you? Because like, his arthritis can happen at any age as well. I think that's another thing we've tried to stress plenty of times is that despite the common misconception that it's just for older people or something like that, that's it's flat out not true. You know, you can get it at any age. So once you know you have that diagnosis or you know you you feel that you do have it and are going to get maybe get diagnosed you know looking like where are you in life like as leah mentioned a minute ago like work is work something you've now going to start considering you know do you have to make adjustments for that as you said we've got an episode already about that in series one i feel like we're plugging ourselves a lot here but i, I, I can't really apologize i'm going to keep doing it because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we're great that's that's yeah. why no, oh, we've got everything we've got most things for everyone so there it, feels, you go. it feels like we've you know really put some effort into this and have all these resources available already prior to this <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, work is definitely going to be a consideration or, you know, maybe like where you are, like if you've got kids or or grandkids or however, whatever you have there, like what are you going to have to do with that? Do you have to start thinking about how you may need to change a few things around? Are you going to be able to like do the same things you used to be able to do? Or like, is there going to be perhaps a timeline when you think these things might change? So starting to look ahead and like, not, not again, worrying that, oh, I'm never going to be able to play with my kids again. That's not, sort of the point I'm getting at. What I mean is that you need to start looking into, are are you going to have to start to adjust the way you do things to make sure that you can still do everything you need to do, but then start to do it in a different way, perhaps. And, you know, maybe that means like, you know, having having the grandkids a little bit less. Maybe it means you look into like a bit more sort of like childminding or something like that should like, you know, you need a bit more rest or works a bit more mm. difficult now that you things might be a bit slower through like, you know, extended hours or changing your hours or something like that. Just, there's so many different things to factor in. It's going to be different, of course, for each person. A helpful tip might be to to look at, you know, wherever you are in life, whether, you know, you're in, in employment, as you say, Mark, whether you have family yourself or you know whether there's grandchildren involved and you know it might be you're looking at you know I, your hobbies as well you know what what needs to change there and I think some of it is sitting down and having a word with yourself saying right let's let's make a list of what's important what the priorities are um and some of it is just being really honest and open with um you know with with those people involved in your life so whether it's work it's actually saying right well this is i need to speak to uh, you know your um hr team or your manager and say you know this is ha- this is what's going on this has happened um and i th- i think you know there needs to be some reasonable adjustments made and this is what i think um needs to happen it might be um might be you're, you're a grandparent and you actually say Right, dear. Um, I might not be able to look after the kids as much. Um, you know, especially when you know I might be going through a bit of a flare-up of pain. Um, and just you know, preparing people. No one really likes surprises. Okay, so you know, it's unless you know it's Christmas and birthdays, but course, um, no yeah. one really likes those surprises where they're put in a position where it's difficult. So actually saying. You know, there might be times when I won't be able to look after kids, and this is what might need to happen. So it's being honest, thinking about um, thinking about solutions. So it's not you're not going to someone and say, right, here's the problem, you sort it out. Here's a problem, and this is what I think might need to happen. So it's actually here's a problem, and here's 
a possible solution um so yeah just just thinking about those things and write a list and 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 just being being honest you know and communication is key and i think it's really important to ask for help like those people around you they'll most probably want to help you it's not something that arthritis being diagnosed with arthritis isn't necessarily something that you have to cope with on your own it might be just even if you're due to go out for a walk with your friend and you're thinking oh gosh I don't know if I can do this it's going to be too far telling them your limits or the pain that you're experiencing because it's not something they're able to guess or they're not going to know how you feel unless unless you tell them it can make it worse if you struggle on alone and then it gets to a point where you're not able to do that anymore and emotions can can really be heightened so it's really I we hear from a lot of people that say oh no one's around to help me but again, they don't know how you feel unless unless you tell them. And it's like Terry said, having those open conversations, it might feel difficult and it might feel like it's, it's taking a lot of courage to do that. But once you kind of do it and you'll you'll know that they've got an understanding. So if you're having a flare up and you just say, oh, no, I can't come tonight. But if you tell them why, if you're experiencing pain, they're most likely going to be more understanding and find ways that they might be able to help you. And that takes a load off your shoulders as well. That also goes into, like I said, another thing that's really important. I love that. I love the list making as well, by the way, that's something I don't like to recommend to loads of people as well. Like the more lists you can make of stuff, it sounds like, I don't know, too formal or whatever you may think about it, but it really does make a difference if you can visually prioritize like what you need to do. And Planning for the future is something that you're now definitely going to have to start doing, like especially if you are newly diagnosed. As boring as that might sound, like, you know, planning for your future, and it might seem like it's taking away all the spontaneity out of your life or something, but it will definitely make a big difference when you know what you can, because if you've got like a limited amount of energy, you want to prioritize what you're going to be able to do with it. And so the further sort of advance you can look into that, the better. So, you know, like, as we've already kind of mentioned, like adjustments to your house, is that something that maybe you need to look at, you know, is, is like, you know, is there a, like a really big step going into it? Maybe you've just like been diagnosed with like osteoarthritis in your knees. Is that step going into your house going to be a problem in a year's time? So maybe you need to start thinking about that now if it's something you can change or or your living situation is like, you know, if you're on the top floor of a, a block of flats and you don't really have a working lift, is that something that's going to be an issue in future? And of course, I'm not saying that, you know, everyone's got unlimited money and just go buy yourself a ground floor bungalow somewhere and everything would be wonderful because I'm aware that the world doesn't work like that. But again, start to look into these things and start to plan these things. Is there anything you can do about it? And if if so, then start to move towards that way. But, you know, it's more about thinking, like right now, you know, make a list or don't, whichever works for you. But what can you do? Can you afford to get, get a cleaner if that's going to be necessary? You know, or can you just like, you know, start again, start to plan your way around these things. Driving is another thing as well. Like, you know, do you maybe you need to start thinking about at some point getting an automatic or like maybe you need to like, you know, sort of start using the bus more or whatever it could be. There's so many different ways it can all go. And I know some of these are financially driven. So you might have to think a bit harder or think a bit more outside the box to get around them. But it is important to start thinking about them sooner rather than later, because the longer you leave this, the like the more, as, as Terry said, no one likes surprises. And you don't want to find out one day that all of a sudden you can't do these things because you ignored it for as long as possible. Yeah. Indeed. And I think, you know, to me, Mark, some of the, those are great points. But, you know, I think I'm just, 
I'm thinking like maybe an 18 year old might not be thinking about a bungalow yeah. or cleaning or even an automatic car. It's just, you know, what's the, the term is, the, the new trendy term is, you know, helping these younger people become adults, you know, adulting them, you know, <laughs> to taking them from into the, the, the adult realm and, and, yeah, as you say, you know, you know, everyone can be proactive and and think about, you know, what's what's the next step in in their life. They might be a long way off grandkids or you know having children. Um, because we, I think now, you know, the you know people are starting to have children later in life, right? So it's, um, you know, helping them think about, you know, what what they might need to do to step into their career. You know, what, what's that going to look like? You know, it might be like at the moment they're still playing in, you know, under 18s football because they're a 17, 16, 17 year old teenager that's been diagnosed with arthritis. So actually they love playing football. So how's that going to look? What's, you know, are you still going to be able to play? You know, it might be that, oh, actually I love football. I'm going to do a coaching qualification. So he's actually thinking about things like that and actually helping the younger generation think about what might be next. Cause yeah, they're a long way off buying a bungalow, but it might be, (laughs) it might be like helping them think about practically helping them with becoming an adult adulting. Yeah. That's a really good point. Actually. Even if people are at school or college or university, they all have disability advisors and people Mm. there to support them. And I think sometimes it, like we've said it a few times, it can take courage to do something and, actually just speaking to them they might have some really simple solutions to help you carry on with what you're with what you're doing within university within college so your life or your social life doesn't have to doesn't have to change and I think anything that makes your life easier whichever it, it can take time to come to terms with but whatever age you are it's really worth it's worth tapping into because like you were saying Mark you don't want to get to that point of no return as such mm. so starting early and thinking actually just because I have arthritis and I'm young doesn't mean I can't do this they're not these gadgets aren't just for older people they're there to help anyone and to make life easier and kind of knowing what's out there but the way they're marketed sometimes they are marketed for older people but they can be just as useful for anyone yeah no, and yeah uh, arthritis section we've got you know me me and Leah run our um our young person's online group which runs on a monthly basis um which is a great way of meeting people in similar situations and you know leah you'll agree with me actually the people that come along to that are actually quite a broad spectrum of um you know people from different areas of life different you know they do different things different ages uh different stages but also i mentioned earlier um arthur's place and it's a great social community that have absolutely fantastic information about around all these subjects that we've talked about um so yeah if you are you know if you are a younger person with with arthritis that's a great place to go um because they you know they, there's a lot of um resources on there that that will 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 help you i think definitely it's that not being afraid isn't it and thinking because we say all the time arthritis impacts people of of any age excellent Cool. Is there anything else anyone would like to add before we wrap this up? 
Um, not not necessarily, but uh, there are, you know, without plugging ourselves too much, uh, some of this is <laughs> oh, available. Plug, plug to, away, plug away. Plug away. <laughs> some of this is available for, for like personalised, tailored uh, advice around around sort of diet, around exercise um, is available, you know, to to members of Arthritis Action. Um, you know, we have a dietitian on our team that can that does consultations. He can, he also talks about exercise and strengthening. Um, we have our you know practitioner associated practitioner network, so we subsidise treatments with uh, local, um, typically physiotherapists or osteopaths. Um, and um, and yeah, that's a great way of get, getting good, quick expert advice and, and access to to services that, that will help you. Um, so, yeah, there's more information on that on on the arthritis section website. And the address for that website is is uh, www.arthritisaction.org.uk. And if you have any questions as well or any suggestions, things you'd like on the podcast or any sort of just want to get in touch with us, you can do that via email at podcast at arthritisaction.org.uk. Brilliant. Thank you very much, guys. It's lovely to be back. Thanks. Thank you. It's great to be back for season two. Yeah. So more to come. So we'll leave you there and we'll see you next time. So thank you very much, everybody. Bye.